inspired by poetry. Let's give it some lip. Ta-da. Ah, wonderful. It's great to be back with you, TB. I am excited. I feel very inspired today. Yes, I can imagine. We are talking about resilience. Yeah. What comes to mind when you think about the word resilience? So, at this point in our history, <laughs> like no other point in our history, I think we need some, right? right? I think we really need some. And for me, it's to be, I think of resilience as I think is more restorative, mm. you know. How do we get back to that place, that Zen place that we need to be? Mm. So it's, there's a very restorative, soul-searching portion of it that when we think about it, I think we think of, think of it too lightly. Yeah. It's like, how do we get back, but to a better place? But to a better place. <laughs> but to a better place. Yeah, yeah, excellent. I mean, when you think about um, the pressures of the world and your place in it and figuring out you know, how you stand firm, yeah, I guess with all the bombardment of messages. Yeah, I mean that's going to take resilience because you've got to be have some conviction, and so the pieces that we're going to look at today, I think, bubble over with these ideas. And I agree. And I will say that we've chosen two poems today that I read constantly. Same. They're my grounding factor. They're the thing that I, if if I'm having something of a little bit off. I'm just not sure about myself. I go back to this to remind me. And isn't that isn't that what poetry does? It is. Poetry is that it's a grounding mechanism, isn't it? It is. It's a reminder when the the voices of this world become so cacophonous yeah. that we can stop and go, "Hang on. What is real? What is true? Yeah. How am I positioned within yeah. all of this?" And there's a sense of humility when I read. Mm. You know, there's a sense of humility. I see myself in every line, mm. and it's a humbling experience. Um, and how I transition throughout the page and down the page and up the page, however I choose to read it, there is something that is soul-searching, but at the same time, very humbling. Mm. That's right. You know, And we've talked about poetry as this restorative aspect, something that can continually come in, and as you mentioned, you read this poem over and over again, and it never fails, does it, to hit that spot that it needs to hit. Yeah. And every poem hits differently. It does. (laughs) And it grounds, right? It's like, it's a grounding thing, and and for me, it serves as a constant reminder, right? That's right. That what a poet tries to do is to some degree show you're not that unique right <laughs> that's true because i've thought about it well that's what literature does yeah. it reminds us that we are all in this collective yeah. whole yeah you are not alone you're not alone yeah and so at the same time it's reminding us that you know this is maybe a more common experience than you've thought about i'm not as unique no, as I you're not as unique <laughs> as you are don't be so precious but at the same time words of wisdom yeah and there is something comforting in knowing that others have struggled through something similar and they've come out the other side and I think sometimes we get stuck in the struggle and we don't realize there's a path out yeah yeah and one of if I can say the dangers of our progression and our development in society is that we tend to forget what it is that we really want and we get off course yeah sometimes it's almost as though it seems we I don't, I don't lose know. Lose our way? We've lost our way. Like, well, or, or that we revel in the problem, yeah. but we don't necessarily seek solution. No. 
But I think that's part of that. Um, there's a bit of research that talks about the poverty mindset and how difficult it is um, when you're poor. And when I think poor, mm. it's a mental poverty that okay. I'm talking about. Yes, I understand. The, the mental poverty of we can't get beyond this place because mm. we can't see that What's far ahead. Yeah. Right. We can't see beyond that. But the, the poets yeah. do. They do. Poets look they do. into that, the they next. Do. They do. Yeah. It never ends in that mm. trap, right? right? It's a way of getting you beyond that. Excellent. And to think about that. And in every poem, and when I read this, there's a line that is just embedded in my brain mm. that over and over and over again, and I'm going to share that with you, that's my go-to. Yep. That is the line that I go to to give me solace, to give me strength, and it helps me to develop the resilience I need to navigate today. Perfect. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and hear the poem Invictus. So by many, William Henley. Is that by right? William Henley. Yeah. So many people would have been introduced to this poem um, through uh, the movie Invictus, but Nelson Mandela's story. And mm -hmm. I think if it can work for him, it can work for any of us. So here goes. Out of the night that covers me, black as a pit from pole to pole, I thank whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul. In the fell clutch of circumstance, I do not wince, nor cried aloud. Under the bludgeoning of chance, my head is bloody but unbowed. Beyond this place of wrath and tears looms but the horror of the shade, and yet in the menace of the years find and still shall find me unafraid. It matters not how straight the gate, nor how charged with punishment the scroll. I am the master of my faith. I am the captain of my soul. Mm. Strong language choices in that poem. Absolutely. Mm. And it ends with, I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. It is given back control. Mm. Yeah, definitely. So that's resilience, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> the resilience is, a, is the ability to take back control. Take back that agency. Take back the agency. Mm. Take it back. Um, Realize your role in in that moving forward. Yeah. Mm. You can either give it to someone else, yeah. and that could be the circumstance, right? I, I heard I heard a um a saying, I think it was might be Carl Sagan, don't penalize me for that. But um said time is the coin of life. Yeah. Be careful lest you let others spend it for you. I love that. Mm. Yeah. I absolutely love that. Yeah. And that's what you kind of get at the end at there. At the end that of this, kind of taking right? over and like, no, it's, I'm in charge. I'm in charge. Mm. So we can get caught up in everything that's around us, but unless we can control for ourselves that which matters the most, yeah. I think there is no ability to go beyond that. There's no ability to develop that resilience. And at the end of the day, that is the, that is my coin, right? That's mm. a currency. That's right. Me. There's your currency. There's my currency. Mm. We always think of currency only in that monetary yeah. value. But we don't understand that your currency is so much more complex, so much more rich, yeah. Yeah. honestly, than the materialistic idea of currency. Yeah. And my currency is my soul, right? It's the, mm. the non-bargaining part. There you go. And I know the value of it. That's great. So I cannot be compromised by it. Mm -hmm. And it's where my ethics, my consciousness sits, my conscience sits. It's all within that. 
And I think that is key, knowing yeah. where your value lies. Yeah. The next poem we're going to read in a little bit is about that as well. Yeah. So we're going to do another Maya Angelou yeah. poem because, hello, why not? <laughs> and we're looking at, at the recognition of the speaker's value. Yeah. And this, you know, whether or not you see it, whether yeah. or not you understand it, I own it. Yeah. yeah. And that's what we've seen in Victus as well. I do. I, and I have to tell you that in every point in my life in which there has been a circumstance that I have struggled to come to terms with how do I take control, mm. this is my go-to. And what and is it the last two lines? The, the last, last two, two lines. lines yeah. It's the last two lines, and the the sadness. You know, um, I, I think of this, and there's a religious um, context that I have to put this in. I thank whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul, mm. and and the, the context for me in terms of my spirituality is that. You can believe in something, mm. but they've gifted you something, mm. and that's what you you have to use to take control. That's right, right? And yeah. and and so on a spiritual front, I always think I thank whatever God may be. Instead of saying you know blame for everything, that's I right. thank it because I know that I can get through this because right. I've been gifted everything I need to get through it. Yeah, and that's uh, that's an interesting juxtaposition almost that uh, we see in the beginning that thank yeah. and God's because only through that can I be that's master. God. Of yeah. my faith, and usually in, in spirituality or religion, the control of that is given is, to is given to the the spiritual being. Spiritual being, yeah. But at the same time, by giving that control, it empowers you. It's That's so correct. weird. It's a very That's paradoxical correct. thing. It is paradoxical. <laughs> yeah. But I think life is paradoxical, exactly. right? Because um, in the spirituality of this, it reminds me that I, I, there's a common saying that I use um, all the time, and it is that every experience in life mm. is one that I must have. It is for me to figure out why, yeah. right? So it's never about why me. Every experience I have. It's about how will this change? Correct. Me? It is intended for me. It's my job to figure out why and how I'm going to use this shape yeah. and ground me. Yeah. So for me, that's the essence of, of resilience, right? The ability to, to navigate that paradox and yeah. come out of the other side. It, to take the focus off of that, yeah. you're right, that why me, like the negative side of yeah. this is happening to me instead of this is happening for me. Yeah. How can I rise? Yeah. Mm. What's the intention? I love the line there too, my head is bloody, but I'm bowed. Yeah. I will not bow down. Yeah, well, and that's again that that yeah. kind of bombardment of the yeah. world. Yeah. And yet you can stand with your head held high because you have those convictions. Yeah. You have maybe you have that religious faith, right? You have something that that grounds you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, another line that um, so it's a stanza more that I like. Beyond this place of wrath and tears, I know where I am. Looms but the horror of the shade. Yeah. Yet the menace of the years, so even with time, yeah. finds and shall find me unafraid. It means I'm going to embrace it. I'm, I'm going to take it on because I, I know that it's just par for core. It's part of the journey that I must take. Yeah. But ultimately, the resilience comes through my understanding of how I use that currency to control my own fate, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that temporality, uh, understanding that this is a brief moment. Yeah. You know? And it'll, pass. It'll, pass. <laughs> it'll pass. It'll pass. And I think as we navigate our 
current fate in society, mm -hmm. the way we live our lives, I think we're maybe bowing down too much to some of these things. Mm -hmm. And if we can find strength, humility, mm -hmm. compassion, and empathy in these words, right? I yeah. think that we become yet a better place. Agreed. We become a better society. Agreed. So I encourage anyone who hasn't read this to, to read it and, and make sense of it in the context of their own lives. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. And thinking of Invictus and moving over to Maya Angelou's Still I Rise, we can definitely see similar, yeah, a similar vein that's happening here through a kind of rhetorical questions. And so I'll go ahead and read Still I Rise by okay. Maya Angelou. Thank you. You may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still, like dust, I'll rise. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Because I walk like I've got oil wells pumping in my living room. Just like moons and like suns with the certainty of tides, just like hope springing high, still, I'll rise. Did you want to see me broken? Bowed head and lowered eyes, shoulders falling like teardrops, weakened by my soulful cries. Does my haughtiness offend you? Don't you take it awful hard, cause I laugh like I've got gold mines digging in my own backyard. You may shoot me with your words, you may cut me with your eyes, you may kill me with your hatefulness, but still, like air, I'll rise. Does my sexiness upset you? Does it come as a surprise that I dance like I've got diamonds at the meeting of my thighs? Out of the huts of history's shame, I rise. Up from a past that's rooted in pain, I rise. I'm a black ocean, leaping and wide, welling and swelling, I bear in the tide. Leaving behind nights of terror and fear, I rise. Into a daybreak that's wondrously clear, I rise. Bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave, I am the dream and the hope of the slave. I rise, I rise, I rise. My soul has gone to a better place. <laughs> I have to tell you. Oh, that, it, it's a masterpiece, really, it when is. you think about the rhythm of it all yeah. and how she's able to control pace with the, the questions and kind of those those stanzas that are just, oh, does this upset you? Does this offend yeah. you? And then how, you know, when she gets the, um, you may shoot, you may cut, you may kill. So she uses that anaphora to yeah. speed that moment yeah. up. And then again at the end, out of the huts, up from the past, I am the, right? Yeah. You can just hear that that kind of swelling yeah. of, of agency yeah. come into it, like that ownership. That's yeah. taking place. Yeah, she's just fantastic. She, she is, and and for those of you who are not history buffs, right? Mm. She's also teaching. It's a teaching moment as well. It questions, but it teaches. Exactly. Because she's talking about a history of African Americans, right? Where it came from, and yet we cannot be downtrodden by those things. Right. We have to rise above it, right? Yeah. And she doesn't say it until the very last line, right? That's right. Intimates. Or intimates. Like, like, you can figure it out. But, yeah. but I think it's a good way for people to see that in spite of the history of it. Yeah, that's right. Resilience is necessary for us to get somewhere else. That's right. Right? And maybe it's this idea that, yeah, trauma yeah. is trauma. Yeah. Like, and, and it's traumatic. Yeah. <laughs> Thus the name. <laughs> but the trauma that you experience at the same time 
you can't stay in it or else it just continues to re-traumatize you. Yeah, it's not useful. No. It's not useful. And I know that's difficult. Yeah. And I'm not saying, oh, just, you know, get over it. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm also, you know, I know from my own experience that you can't just, you know, continually contemplate that negativity and think that that's somehow, oh, I just have to... I just have to somehow figure it out. I just have yeah. to somehow make sense of it. You yeah. know what? Some trauma you can't make you sense can't. of. And so the more you stay in it, the, the harder it is to see that light on the other yeah. side. And it's who you become. You know, and mm. I, I often think that we all experience trauma and there is no gradient for... No, there's no gradient. There's no gradient for it, right? right. Because each person experiences it differently. But for me to not be owned by that trauma, I've got to go through my stage of grief and get to the other side. And that's what she's doing here, right? She's getting us to the other side. And along the way, she's picking up pieces, Mm. you know, she's adding value to that history in some of the questions that she asks. And and this is, you know, a line that I really, really love. Does my sexiness upset you? Does it come as a surprise that I dance like I've got diamonds at the meeting of my thighs? Right? Mm. So yeah. what is it? What is it that what is it that upsets you? <laughs> and, and that's these questions are so poignant because yeah. it's it's I'm not gonna take ownership yeah. for what has been done to me. Yeah. You're the actors yeah. in this. Yeah. I'm gonna own who I am yes and I'm going to show that that's not something to be afraid of no it's not something to be condemned it's not something to be denigrated it's something to be celebrated yeah I rise yeah and she revalues so if you look at the mm. the precious metals the the references yes. to gold mines the, Oil, the gold, diamonds, diamonds all of those things she's going into this is what as a society we value so let me own some of that stuff like right. let me show you let me let me give you why we are as important or we have as much currency and there we go we right. go back to currency, currency. that's right, right. Yeah. and she's done that quite crafty yeah right really has and, and I think that that is resilience. Yes. Resilience is to curate, I'm gonna say, curate the currency mm. for those who don't quite see it, right? Create the currency. Create the currency Ooh. for Ooh, those who don't that. quite see it, yes. <laughs> I love words, can you tell? Yes, yes, <laughs> Yeah, but still I rise, and it's a very simple thing. Still I rise, and it's the positive, the affirmative, right. it's not, you know, you let me down or that's right. I'm trodden it's uh, it's something aspirational still I rise that's right. my resilience come from my ability to rise above it that's right you know but, but, but I love again that. not ha- not allowing the power of that of anybody who has put you down yeah to continue to keep you down yeah mm. and uh, this is like an anthem, right? It is. And <laughs> both of these anthem. are very much it's a music to them, <laughs> but it's like an anthem. It's yeah. it's absolutely like an anthem. Mm. And here are two different so what I love about these two poems is that they come from two different periods in our history. Yep. You know? That's right. Um, written by through the perspectives of two different people. Yep. And yet their experiences come together to say that these things happen to all of us. Mm. 
right? That's right. We're not as unique, and we know that trauma is, is some. It's one of the consequences of our society and our I, development. Unfortunately, yeah, and it's yeah. a sad thing. It is a sad thing, and it's not easy. And it's not easy. But let me, in your moment of grief, give you something that gives you hope. And and when you are in these down, trotted places, yeah, turn to poetry. Turn to poetry. You know, because you yeah. find that shared existence, you yeah. find that shared trauma in some ways, but at the same time, you find the shared recovery. Yeah. I think these should be books on tape, and they should be in your car as you're driving. Um, <laughs> just words to remind you, these are the affirmations. So I use poetry for me, or affirmations that I use to ensure that I'm grounded, mm. um, and it keeps me in a place of, you know, this is my reality. Yeah. That's right. This is my reality. My real my reality is that I can rise above it. Yeah, and these have been very um, obviously influential in our own writing, yeah. as I would imagine. And I think I, I mentioned this before, but if not, a lot of my poetry comes after I've gone out and taken some photographs. Okay. So I, I go and I take photographs. On I do some bushwalks sometimes, coastal drives, all kinds of things, and I had a bushwalk not too long ago where I just took one of the path and I didn't even think about what I was taking. I was just like, oh, this is the path I'm on and we continued with the walk. But when I got back, the, the sun was coming, just kind of laced through the trees to where it created a bit of a haze. And the path up ahead looked blocked because of, it almost looked like there was overgrowth on it and you couldn't see around the corner. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I had a poem, yeah, and it's a short poem, <laughs> but it goes like this. When you can't see around the corner, when your path ahead looks blocked, when your vision all but leaves you, when your resolve falters and grows soft, there you will find me waiting, there you will find your strength, there in the stillness between your heartbeats this whispered truth remains. I am, you are, and together we thrive. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was just one, and it happened so quickly once yeah. I saw that photo. And wow. yeah, just using that kind of anaphoric um, stanzas with the yeah. everyone beginning with when at the first yeah. stanza and everyone beginning with there in the second one. And mm. to know that you're not alone, right? So you yeah. end it with there we together. together. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And and so resilience is not built just by self, isn't it? No. no. The things around you are there and they're there to help you and they're resources. Right. Do we even know that they exist? And that just came as a as a walk in nature. That's right. Where you yeah. find your strength. Yeah. And I, I usually walk with others, so yeah. I, mean, I never, you know. You're not alone. And I'm not alone. <laughs> and that, and that, right. But I mean, it's just it's, and I think if I think if we all think back to moments where we were struggling. Yeah. It's the people that came around us. Yeah. That really helped us find our footing again. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you to do your poem again, because I really, really love it. I <laughs> really, right. really, really love it. Let's do it so again. This, this is going to be the third one that sits in my head, <laughs> taking tenancy to get me through these times. All right. Okay. When you can't see around the corner, when your path ahead looks blocked, when your vision all but leaves you, when your resolve falters and grows soft, there you will find me waiting, there you will find your strength. There in the stillness between your heartbeats, this whispered truth remains. I am, you are, and together we thrive. Love it, love <laughs> it, love it. And where I am taken with that is hope. Exactly. Where I'm taken with that. So uh, the connection I have is 
resilience is built on this platform of hope, right? Exactly. It's it's layered, you yeah. know. It, you know, you can't have resilience without the possibility of the no. light beyond. No. And that light beyond is hope. Yeah. Hope that the condition, the human condition that we are in right now, can't get better. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we want, isn't it? Yeah, I do. Yeah. A more harmonious society yeah. where we we lead with love and yeah. kindness. Yeah. And, and we can work together to do that. And I think in all three, we're taking periods in human history, mm. um, or we're taking our, the way we live with nature, yes. and we're building resilience through all of those. And they're not mechanized. <laughs> no. They're, no, they're not mechanized. Yeah, and in fact, um, the gold mines is the only thing Oil wells and gold mines yeah. would be the only thing that were kind of industrious. Yeah. But that was a reclaiming of Correct. Us. Yeah. And remind you that I've got them too, right? And, and so. That, that, <laughs> yeah, that revaluing I mean, in currency. Since you understand that, let me tell you I have that too, right? right? Kind of thing. It's like, if that's how you see it, if that's I'm going to show is, you yeah. this is what it means to me. If that's what you think is the most valuable, <laughs> I've got those right I've got here. those too. I've got those too. In, in the, and yeah, so mm-hmm. what I hope that especially this episode does for everyone is a sense of restoration right Um, I've been reflecting lately about just the path where we're on um, the things around me can make you very sad because you see Mm -hmm. the the trauma blow out right Mm -hmm. I'm not it just it just seems to consequence of trauma trauma. and if we don't get people back thinking about the resilience we need to build within ourselves and as a part of a larger group or a part of a society, where to from here, right. right? So I'm going to encourage everyone, if not with the poems that we've shared with you today, to find it. They find exist. Find them. Find that poem that find for them. you gives you that spark of joy, that spark of hope, that spark yeah. of resilience. Or write it. Oh, write it, <laughs> yes. What the world oh. needs is more poets. That's right. And hopefully that's what this, this podcast is doing. doing. That, yes, we're talking yeah. about poems, but maybe it's it's providing a spark yeah. for those who are listening to be writing as well. And I will never forget my first conversation with you where we talked about creative intelligence. And mm-hmm. I thought, you know, it's not just thinking that I need people to do. Yeah. It really is about this connection to creative intelligence. Yeah, there's something different that comes out yeah. philosophically, psychologically, yeah. emotionally when you actually put your ideas into a form yeah mm. wonderful I feel restored I Yay. feel a bit, a bit more resilient than I did before excellent. and I'm again humbled to be here so, so great. it's been great excellent I hope that's the same for our audience thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time see you next time, next time.